name is Nicholas Perez. He is Ben Perez. And we are the Box 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 Box, Box Brothers Podcast. How are you doing today, Nick? I'm tired. Yeah, I know. We've had a lot of food. At, um, we were out celebrating my birthday and our other brother, Trey's birthday, who's, um, yeah, both of our birthdays are coming up. So we were at a restaurant with our family, got overstuffed with Cajun food, and now we're trying to stay awake and do this podcast while we fight off the, the, the sleeps after a large meal. Yeah, I'm falling asleep at the moment. <laughs> All right, well, you're going to have to find some energy to get through um, this podcast um, because the French Grand Prix, it, it had some exciting moments. Some? That was a very exciting Grand Prix. Yeah? Getting so picky with your Grand Prix. Well, I mean, I I wish that everything would be like a Silverstone or a Red Bull Ring race. Like, I can't. I know that's not going to happen every week. Well, but... you like to see the Ferraris blow up. Yes, I I do enjoy seeing Ferraris blow up. Um, Leclerc crashing into the wall wasn't a blow up, but some Ferrari strategy. Yeah, it's I'm amazed by just Ferrari's ability to yeah just shoot themselves in the foot and not it's like they're not even watching the race and they just have these, these Carlos alongside Checo being told to box yeah and it's like why why at that point are you not watching the race are you not like seeing what's happening if you wanted to pit them and box them and get new tires why wait until he's already past pit lane but two he's in the middle of uh in the middle of fighting Checo for third and then just gives up the place the very next rate like the very next lap I feel like Ferrari's pit crew could call a better race than the Ferrari strategists with all the data. The Ferrari, the, do you mean the Ferrari drivers could call a better race? No, the or? pit crew. Oh, the, the people who are actually changing the tires. Yeah, they, they're watching the race and be like, oh, it's, tires are shot, we need to box them. Yes, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure anyone right now could be a better strategist than Jeff on F one twenty one is a better strategist. Well it's it's insane that you're as a strategist, man, maybe it's because they have so many plans. And they're like, oh wait, no Plan forty six F, plan forty six F, go go. Yes, plan uh twenty four point two B. Alright, um that's not working. We're going to do Mode C of that plan, which means mode E of plan one A five B X file six. Yeah, it's just like a it's a legal contract that they're trying to navigate and then by the time that they find their right uh, the by the time that they find the right strategy, they're already uh, getting passed. So it, they're just not able to maximize the amount of points that they the should be laughing stock of Formula One. Yeah. Well, do you think that it would be worse if uh, they were not relevant and then doing it? Or well, I feel like it would almost be better because if you're not relevant and you're like expecting to do it, then it's not that bad. But like, you're in a fight. For the world's driver's championship you haven't been there since sebastian vettel took y'all by mm-hmm. the skin of his own teeth and then dragged y'all to there just for him to lose it in hungry he he 
Ferrari, a Ferrari. He, it's just, it's sad. Yeah, and especially when they've had the quickest car on track. Because the past two weekends. Well, the the past they've had more pole positions than Red Bull has had this year. Well, yeah, but poles don't mean anything. Yeah, but it, it poles mean that you have the quickest car. That's yeah. what poles mean. You won't have the most reliable car or the best strategist, but you have the best car. Eh, not this week. He got towed. Red Bull could have well, beat. You know, every every it team was, does that. No, but it was too. It was too tense. That's it's two. It was point zero zero two. What Verstappen lost by? You don't think that Verstappen is getting a tow by Checo? Not what Carlos did. Carlos sat at the edge of like turn ten and then waited for that. Well, yeah, no, that's very like common of what the F one drivers do. We saw Max do that same thing and get a tow by Checo when he was racing up in Montreal. Not the same, not to the same extent. It's a similar tow, and like Carlos knew that he was starting at the back of the grid with his engine. In Montreal, no, Montreal, he was no Checo bended in this race. No, in this race, that Carlos knew that he wasn't, he wasn't going to start on the front grid, so he gave Leclerc a tow. And I'm saying that all F1 drivers give each other toes yeah but not to that extent like what do you like what do you mean to not that extent like literally stopped on the track like he bailed out of his own to give him the perfect lap but like checo will always do get a lap but he'll always get a lap yeah but carlos didn't have a lap yes that's why i'm saying it is to a greater extent of what checo does to what any are team you, does. Are you saying that he doesn't do that like all the time or what? Like I'm saying they do it all the time, but I'm saying to the extent that he did it. Like for as long as he did it or yes, what? Yes, like to bail like that was the perfect thing, but he didn't have a lap. Okay. I'm like uh, I'm just saying he doesn't get pulled without that toe. Verstappen did better. But even like take away look at the pole positions that Ferrari has had this year. And I bet you they've had more poles than Red Bull. They have, and I'm not arguing. Yeah, so that I'm means saying, that you're that means the car's the fastest. I'm saying on that weekend though, Verstappen was faster. It was too tiny of a difference. Well, if uh, he was that fast, then why didn't he take pole position? And why is Charles on there? Who's in the leaders of constructors, Ben? Red Bull. Yes, Red Whose Bull. Whose car doesn't blow up? Red Bull. Yeah, but that's not the that's not the question of who has the fastest car this year. Like Red Bull has a very quick car and it's they've fixed their reliability issues. Ferrari has a quick car and a quicker car than Red Bull. Because they've had more pulls than them this year. Their car just either Charles is overdriving, Signs is overdriving, or they're having actual engine issues. And if you have the engine issues, you can live with those because they're not in your extent. Ferrari has also been blundered by strategy now in uh, the French Grand Prix as well as the other races. And their drivers are just overdriving the Ferrari because they've maybe they just feel pressured 
from Red Bull and now as Mercedes comes back into the fold. So yes, the, the toe helps, but they still have a very quick car and probably the fastest on the grid this year. But because they can't finish races, they're now about to be battling with Mercedes because they're able to, they're now able to turn that slow car that they had, but reliable into a quicker, well, quicker. Mercedes is about a, it's about to be in striking distance or they're in striking distance. Yes. Cause they're what? 30 so points behind 40, 44 points behind. Um, Ferrari in the Drivers' Championship. Alright, so 44 points behind Ferrari. But that drop-off is astonishing. Between the next one, who's Alpine? Yeah, 93 to 270. Well, yes, and Merck's been looking very hot, babe. And we'll see what happens with the the porpoising, because if the FIA come in and it's going to bring Red Bull and Ferrari back towards the pack. And that could be the like two tenths that Mercedes is looking for, and then they'll uh, be able to get a a race win because they did take a double podium today. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool, except for George Russell. I don't like George Russell. Yeah, just the that move on, the move on Checo coming in. And yeah, and he's very arrogant. I would say. Yes, George Russell was in the wrong, and he was arrogant. Um, Toto shut that down real fast after he was like, I I don't know what uh, was happening with my wheels. Chucker just like turned into me, and it sounded like one of my complaints on you when I'm just lunging down in the F1. What are you doing? You're like, what are you doing, Nick? I, was, I had the inside line. And... Ours don't really matter because it's a video game and our our livelihoods and money isn't on the line. But when you're actually racing F1 cars, it's much more important to know when you're the car behind and you're not close to overtaking them. He didn't check it. He pushed he pushed Checo off off track. Yeah, poor Checo. Just hmm, poor Checo. Yeah, what are you most upset about, Checo? Like, what's... He got screwed on the restart. Just... The core is developing away from him. He's just... Not as comfortable in it? No, they, he was comfortable in it. Yeah, when he it was... He was more comfortable than Max. Yeah, when it was... Nice and even? Yeah, when it was a balanced car. Well, I heard this the other day, that the... It's not that they're developing it for Max. But they're developing the fastest car that they can create. So if the car that Max Dry likes, which is the like down like high downforce front end, and you can just whip the back around the corners, then you can just eke out those extra like tenths of a second that are needed in the lap. But to get the max amount out of the car, um, you need to be able to do what max does and not a lot of people can do what max does so max would still be quick with a more balanced car but he can be even quicker with the car that he has so it's not necessarily like checo not being a good driver because even as the car has been developing away from him he's still been getting 
poles, or not poles, but he's still been getting on the front two grids and getting podiums is what I meant. The other P word in yeah. F1. So it's not like he's a bad driver because he's uh, outperforming anything that Pierre Gasly and Alex Albon were able to do with the, the same car. Even in 2021, when he had their car, he was able to at least get top fives consistently and get on the podiums. Um, so he's still a fantastic he driver. He was mature enough to play rear gunner to Max in the title fight. Yes, and now that he's, he understand like he understands that Max is just a quicker driver in general, and it it's sad because our namesake. But um, maybe who knows? Maybe he can be a little bit more comfortable and adjust to the driving style more so um, than other people who have uh, similar situations like Danny Rick. But, well, he could be he could be the older person in the scenario and be like, <laughs> okay, maybe it's time for me to change. Yes. When I can develop my style to the Red Bull. Yeah. So I I mean I it's been disappointing seeing him just lose pace and not feel as comfortable because it's you have to feel as comfortable as you can, and if you're not, you're losing those just. Tenth of a point, which make the difference between getting into Q3 and getting into the points and getting knocked out in Q1, Q2. Yeah, I was okay. So I was watching this thing earlier, and it was about, uh, and it was uh, Hamilton and Valtteri walking through all the W, all the all the Mercedes cars. Yes, it's about car setup, and he was talking about how high. Nico Rosberg and um, Michael sat. They sat mm-hmm. so up high in the cockpit. Yeah. And then uh, Hamilton was like, no, 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 no. We need to drop it. And mm-hmm. so they dropped the, sen- the steering wheel by like 40 centimeters. They dropped the seat by another yeah. 40 and just sat them back. So you're like in the seat. Uh-huh. And it, was, it was crazy. The, like how high and how different styles of driving they were. Okay, so you they were both driving the same car, but did that change this? That has to change the center of mass and everything, right? It does, and that made the car faster. Okay, what Hamilton did. Yes, because I was looking at the little pictures that they have of all the F1 cars going around the grid, and uh, you can definitely tell which one's Hamilton because his car, his head's the lowest on all of the halos, and he's always like looking forward in his monocoque then. A lot of the like some other drivers who are more upright with their their positioning. So, do you know how much time that saved? I'm not sure because they didn't say anything. But he was like, "That car was so slow," and so mm-hmm. I dropped myself and made it faster. Yeah. Now it's it's crazy how much just those little changes affect, and that's why I'm wondering if um, there there's not as many like tall drivers that are really good just because every extra pound that you have in your on your car is like every 10 pounds so every like five roughly five kilos saves you like uh, a hundredth of a second of a lap so are we gonna see f1 drivers slowly start to develop to be shorter and shorter well they're already short they're already like hamilton has like done a couple of interviews and he's like yeah i can't do bench and shoulder stuff because it just moves my center of mass 
so far up compared to um so if you have more muscle in your shoulders and chest your center of mass goes up so that you can't drive the car as fast so does he he does do do a lot of hips yes he does a lot of hips does a lot of squats calves and this is one of the reasons why i think um women are uh i guess better they're just better suited for being a driver especially f1 because their center of mass is already lower and their weight is already natural yes so they they should have a (sighs) a, an advantage just based on like body type and uh you have you seen the new like meme or like video that's going around check the women and the men are against the wall and like they put a chair on and then they try to sit up no okay well it's also like uh anyway center of mass is different so theoretically if you have your mass lower, then you should be able to drive faster. Mm-hmm. So yeah, other, um, so, and then um, I guess wrapping up on Russell, having Toto come on to the, having Toto come on to the, the radio after he was talking with his engineers and complaining about Checo and he's like, shh, shh, shut up, George, you were in the wrong. Now go chase down Checo, you still have time. And just like talking to him like a little little child. Um, so kudos to Wolf for, for saying that. Um, and then finally on our race rundown, you have the people and team of the hour, which are the French. French. The French, uh, the baguettes on the... Alpine, consistently better than everyone else. Yes, they have been very impressive this year. Um, because what are they in the stand? They are fourth in yeah, the standings fourth. right now. How many are they ahead of McLaren? Uh, um, four points. All right, four points. So can you read off the the points total for Alpine over? Alpine is ninety three and McLaren is eighty nine. Okay. 93-89. So they have about a four-point lead, and all of McLaren's points are mostly coming from Lando Norris. So what do you? What are your thoughts on the Alpine team for this race and moving forward? I think... I think Alpine is set to have a great rest of the year. Alpine is getting quicker every race and they're closing that gap to the Mercedes and the Red Bull and the Ferrari. Alright, so they are closing. So you think that they're going to be a, a top of the field team I do. soon? I do think so. By which race? This year? Next year? By like two years? three races in the next year. Three races into the next year, they'll be on a podium. They'll be on a podium. Okay. Do you think that Daniel Ricardo's regretting his move from from Renault. I do think so. Because they're about the same car, but with what he was doing at Renault, they were tailoring the car to him because he was a better driver out of him and a spin off on when he was there. So he was you. I don't understand why he left Renault. Well, he thought that Renault wasn't going to be as 
forward looking, like moving up the grid as much as McLaren could have been. Because McLaren does have a more illustrious F1 career than Renault does. Because Renault's, Renault's main rise to glory were those two years with Fernando Alonso and the Goodyear tires. So that's that's what Renault is banking on. But they've always been a consistent team and their reliability is... Actually, their reliability is probably on par with McLaren, but their driver lineup has just been consistently getting more points than McLaren's with Lando and Danny Rick. So, but a good showing today for the Alpine. Did they get double points today or was it just, what are the, the, yeah. It was Reese result. Oh, points finished sixth and eighth. Double points. Sixth and eighth. All right, so double points, sixth and eighth. Who got the six? Who got the eight? Alonzo got the six. Ocon got the eight. With a five-second time penalty. Ocon had a five-second time penalty? Do you not remember when he did the same move as Russell but hit Yuki? No, I wasn't. I don't think that I was down there for that yet. Oh, yeah. He did the same move on Russell but hit Yuki. Okay. And then how did Yuki end up at the left? Okay. Because he had that big gash in his side pod. Yeah. Right? So a DNF. So a little DNF. Um, And then the two French drivers. Two French drivers. Pierre finished 12th and Ocon finished 8th. Okay. So I mean, I don't know what you expect. I don't know. I've been disappointed in how Gasly has been performing because he started out hot and then in the this like middle of the year that we've gotten to he's just slowed down i don't know if that's just the alfatari being slower or him struggling but um not the best french driver this weekend not the best not the best by a long shot okay do you want to hop in too (laughs) not not the best by a, a long shot um, I think, uh, yeah, that's all that I have. Are you having any deliveries? Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's the, our initial thoughts, hot takes on the French Grand Prix. Let's dive just right on into the top 10 and we'll go, um, quicker through these, but like always the bottom 10, if you don't get points, you fail. So people who got incompletes and DNF this week were Sonoda, Leclerc, Magnussen, Latifi. You guys all get eyes for DNFing. And the fails this week, Nick, are Joe, Schumacher, Botas, Albon, Gasly, and Vettel. Oh, yeah. Vettel, I thought he might have gotten into the points. He was close to crashing out Stroll going down that final turn to the checker flag but yeah he also gets an F um, so number 10 he said Lance Stroll what are you giving him this week F an F for what Lance Stroll and just being Lance Stroll um, I'll give him a D plus he got on the points uh, he still sounds like a billionaire's kid which he is so a D for Lance Stroll 
got one point for Aston Martin this week. Number nine. The Honey Badger. No, I didn't think, I didn't realize that he got points this week. Uh, D. You're in a McLaren. Do better. D. Um, I mean, his teammate only got seventh in the race, but he was still um, a long way off of him in qualifying. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll give Danny Rick AAC for bringing home some points. I know it's not much, but whenever you can bring home points to McLaren, it's a good day. Ocon gets a C. Alright, number eight, Espan Ocon. C. Coming into his French Grand Prix. Who's not a good show. Yeah. Very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Killing Yuki. Do you think that he was over driving for yes. the French Grand Prix? 100%. Just wanted to... He doesn't make that move in anywhere other than France. Yeah. So, uh, we wish Yuki the best of luck next week. Maybe he can return the favor and get a puncture into the the hole of Espen Akon. I'm just waiting for Russell to bowling pin the entire field. Or, no, I'm waiting for Sainz to bowling pin the entire field. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time that he bowling pinned the entire field? No one, but... Botas did it last year. How? At, at Hungary? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll keep our eye out for whoever the bowling ball is. Uh, you didn't think that they were going to bring out some gaffers tape before we move off of um, Yuki and just patch up his hole like they did with his DRS wing? Well, I don't know. Yuki couldn't drive that car. <laughs> yeah. So It feels like if the Red Bull gets damaged, it almost becomes undrivable. Yeah, that or if you get a piece of Yuki's wing in your Venturi tunnels, then it also doesn't want to turn. Doesn't turn well. Right, Number so. seven, Lando Norris. Um, yeah, Lando. What are your grades? C minus. C minus. Why a C minus? All right. Well, the British man raced decently. They he put in um, good qualifying round. Took seventh got six points out of it and i'm going to give him a c an average drive there wasn't like a whole lot uh, and that might just be due to paul regarded is not coming back next year correct it's up in the air no okay because i thought i heard wtf1 saying that it's not coming back okay so it's still up in the air but a c for landon norris for his drive number six the lion himself Fernando Alonso gets an A plus for me. Yeah, Fernando Alonso. Yeah. He was hilarious. Um, his radio message to Alpine, he's like, "I'm going to kill these McLaren tires," and then proceeded to kill the McLaren tires that were behind him, which is fantastic entertainment. And he is a true just showman out on the, the course. So we don't know if he's going to be coming back next year. No, but he is. He's confirmed to 25. They re-signed him? He's been confirmed. No. When did they... When did Last they... year after he got his podium, they signed him till 25. Alonzo. Yes. No, they, his, re- he, his no, he, contract is still up. He's still 25. Then why have they been talking about dropping Alonzo? Because after 25, because he can't drop him yet. Yeah, they can. His no, they can't. Up. He's not up. I was almost positive. He's not up, Ben. Yeah? Look at, we'll look this up real quick. 
Um, because I swore that his... No, he's not up yet. That's why they can't bring him into the Alpine. No, they weren't bringing him into Alpine because they want to re-sign Alonzo. No, he's been re-signed. Alright, well, let's look this up real quick. I know this is great, great radio and great, great podcasting right now as we search our phones diligently for what's going on. So, Mercedes... Lewis is contracted to 2023. George Russell, 2023. The Red Bulls, Verstappen is 2028. Sergio is the end of 2022. No, but that's wrong. Ferrari? So if you're saying that um, Alonso was is contracted until 2025, then this would be like correct even if like these aren't the up-to-date ones because Sergio did sign until the end of 2023. Um, Carlos and Leclerc, 2024. Um, Carlos, uh, Perez is signed until 24. Okay, well, they've updated it. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that uh, even if like you are saying that Alonso had been, his contract had been extended since the podium last year, this would indicate that. So... Lando's 2025, Daniel's 23, and then Fernando Alonso contracted to the end of 2022. That's not right. Esteban, like, they haven't re-signed the deal. No, they've signed it. No, they haven't. Because it's literally on the Evelyn Instagram, and I'll show the finder, but I'm too tired. All right, well, find it. Find it to me later, but that's that's what they're trying to do because they want to bring in Piastri. Like if if they don't sign Alonso for a remaining contract, they'll bring in Piastri, and that's that's the whole thing. And Alonso still wants to be an F one, but he doesn't know if he's gonna have a seat in F one. Does that make sense? Because who are who are you kicking? Like I know he's like they've talked about uh, Piastri to. Williams, but what Piastri needs to get into F1, like with the Alpine, is what they're trying to do with him. Alright, anyway, so we'll we'll figure that out and we're going to do a podcast in Hungary, so we'll have more information about that by the time our next podcast drops. Um, Alright, moving on. Number five is the other Spaniard, Carlos Sainz. What are you giving signs this week? You have signs in A, his team in F. Yeah, good good drive by Carlos. I give him an A, that overtake on Perez. We were arguing about this for uh, a while on the F1 game, but on the final turn, going down the straight to the checker flag, uh, there's, a, there's enough room that if you're alongside him, you can dive up the middle, the inside. And Carlos did just that as he was being overtaken and then told to box the next lap. So um, an A for Carlos and then Ferrari gets a F for also Ferrari. Number four, Checo Perez. What are you giving him this week? Mm -hmm. It wasn't good. It wasn't great. It was just, it was okay. It was... Yeah, he had a mental error with the restart, and that was partly due to Red Bull telling him that it was going to be on, like, lap 13, and then the safety car went away on lap 9, which kind of hurt his chances to get off and restart quickly. And then when he hesitated, Russell just took that opportunity and 
didn't let it go the rest of the race. Yeah. All right. So number three is our favorite person with a punchable face, George Russell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taking taking third continues with his. Um, I guess he's only missed one top five this year. So Mr. Consistency uh, took third, took 15 points, and got his, what, second podium this year? Yeah. His second podium of the year. I think he drove well, other than like a few uh, complaints on stuff that were his fault. I'm going to give him a A- for getting his Mercedes up on the, the podium. Gets B. All right, B for Nick. Now, the last two drivers, number two, Lewis Hamilton. A. Yeah, A. He drove a great comeback race and just was waiting for it. Yep, they're going to get their first win of the season soon. So just keep it out and maybe even after Spa, once the porpoising rules have been in place and the bottom flank is now um, more standardized across the the grid, they'll be competing and have the, that pace to push forward. So uh, A for me, because it was a great race. And uh, the no side pods looking Fast. better and better each week. So good on Hamilton, good on Mercedes for taking home second. And then the number one person, Max Verstappen, taking home 25 points. Solid race. No one was really within uh, a couple seconds of him the mm-hmm. entire time ran the undercut to perfection and uh once leclerc crashed out there's really no one else that was, that was competing yeah. with him so where do you get him in max this week a. A. a a plus yeah a plus um i'll give him a a as well because he's just driving so solid and very mature very poised and he knows that if ferrari wants to bring the fight to them for the constructors and the driver's championship then they'll have to just get better and right now there's no way that with Ferrari's strategy and their blunders they're going to be able to compete with Red Bull so an A for Max and an A for Red Bull this week for getting a lot of points and what probably should have been a double point finish and just uh, let that slip away but they pulled away in the constructors. They're continuing to pull away in the drivers. And right now it looks like they'll probably have the the both titles wrapped up by Coda. Yep. Yeah, pulling a Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes for the last seven years. So, yep, that is our review, driver review and driver's grades for this week. So now wrapping up... Um, Final closing thoughts on the French Grand Prix? It was a good fun race. Uh, I really think that we should be landing. But if you didn't get that reference, uh, one of the airports in France is really close to track. I feel like it was a good Grand Prix and it was, I'm excited for next week. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're heading to the Hungara Ring. Um, so Solid racing this week. I'm uh, hungry. Should provide some more overtakes and more wheel-to-wheel racing. Um, I will be. We will actually be doing it over a Zoom podcast next week. So uh, as we get 
more into that we'll start making more reels and posting those to our instagram channel so follow us at box box four and merch is coming soon so thank you for listening and box 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 retire the car <laughs>